two massive commits for Michigan State, and also we crack open the mailbag to discuss why USC and UCLA is actually a big deal when it comes to joining the Big Ten, and when does college football season actually really start, and a lot more. Let's have some fun today. Our Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am fired up to be here for another week of Locked on Spartans, not just because I get to talk with you fine folks, yes, the best people in the world, the listeners, the viewers of Locked on Spartans. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk to today as MSU ended their week, yeah, on a pretty high note as far as the world of recruiting goes. But before we get to any of that, hey, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions, oh yeah, they apply. Also, hey, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen or first watch every single day, kind of. Uh, in July, yes, we do this three days a week. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, but once August rolls around, that's right, we're back to five days a week, so smash that subscribe button, smash the... Uh, I guess you can't smash a review button, but hey, just leave a review, leave a comment, all that fun stuff, whether you watch uh, on YouTube, listen to the podcast. Uh, thanks again. Really do appreciate your support. And also, hey, hit us up, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. So now that the uh, boring housekeeping is out of the way, let's just let, let's get to the fun stuff, shall we? Because uh, my goodness gracious, G. Willikers, uh, boy, howdy, did Michigan State end their week on a high note uh, as far as football goes. Um, the 2023 class got pretty good. That got pretty good. Uh, we alluded to it kind of last week. That defensive end out of Oklahoma, the number one rated kid out of the state of Oklahoma by Job was going to be announcing his commitment on Thursday. And then on Friday, in state, the lovely state of Michigan, Cole Dellinger, offensive lineman, was going to announce his commitment too. Okay. Our Michigan State Spartans went two for two on those commitments, landing by Job on Thursday, landing Cole Dellinger on Friday. So let's just uh, talk about these two kids, shall we? Uh, you you already know the news by now, but let's talk about you know the, the numbers and the, the statement. That's right, the statement that this makes for Michigan State as well, because by Job, he picks Michigan State over uh, you know small programs like Alabama. Uh, Oklahoma, Miami as well. And actually, th this next part isn't a joke. Uh, Vanderbilt made a late run for him as well. I don't know how that happens. But anyway, by Job commits to Michigan State over Alabama and Oklahoma. Those are his three finalists when you add in our Spartans. And now he is the highest rated commit of the Mel Tucker era. And the highest rated defensive line commit since 2014 when... Malik McDowell committed to Michigan State. Yes, this is the biggest defensive line commit in eight years. And how does that make sense? Well, it, it, it makes sense like this. He is the number 64 ranked overall player in the nation. The number nine ranked edge rusher in the nation. And then, like I said earlier, in the whole state of Oklahoma, it's the number one guy. The, the number one guy, and you've heard me say this uh, stat a few times if you're a listener or viewer of the show, but since 2016, 
the, the number one kid in the state of Oklahoma has stayed in the state of Oklahoma, either playing for the Sooners or the Cowboys. That's happened every year since 2016 except one other year, and now twice since 2016 because uh, not only Tuck coming, but Brandon Jordan is coming, Marco Coleman is coming, and this is a statement commit for this staff. Brandon Jordan gets hired for the pass, pass rush specialist at Michigan State. And within 15 seconds, he gets a commit from Andrew DePape, a, a top 200 rated player in the country, defensive end. And if you don't know about Brandon Jordan, well, okay, first of all, you know that he can land some big time commits, but he also does a lot of work with NFL defensive linemen, pro bowlers, future Hall of Famers. MSU hires him. Okay, we can expect some big splashes to be made in recruiting when it comes to defensive end. That's your second major home run right there in by Job. So, yes, if there was anyone that doubted that the Brandon Jordan hire wasn't a good hire or a great hire, which I, you could probably count those people on one hand, but this is just further iteration that Mel Tucker made a great hire in the offseason with Brandon Jordan because you are getting by Job, who is a six foot four kid, 215 pounds. Straight out of Senegal, yes, by way of Oklahoma, of course. Six foot four, 215 pounds. So right there, I mean, 215's on the lighter side. But you get in that Michigan State, that newly revamped strength and conditioning program, you can see this kid adding maybe 20, if not 25, dare I say 30 pounds right off the bat, if not in the first two years at Michigan State to make him this really physically dominant player. And that's the thing, too. Is Like I said, he's from Senegal. Not a lot of American football being played in the country of Senegal, but he comes here, only plays for about three years, and he's already rated as a top 100 player in the country. So here you have a guy that has room to add 25-ish more pounds of muscle. He, he's kind of still newish to the game of football, and he's already rated in the top 100. Look, between Michigan State's strength and conditioning program and the coaching that he will get from Brandon Jordan, from Marco Coleman, uh, Kevin Vickerson, like that, this has potential to be an all-time commit right here. Not to get ahead of myself, but let me just get way ahead of myself. This is uh, a kid that is already established, but yet a project at the same time. So this is a very exciting guy right here. And Listen, obviously he's good at defensive end as well. And, yeah, okay, sure, he's a great athlete. He's a top 100-rated kid. What else does he do? The thing that cracks me up the most is that he he returns kicks for his high school team. Just imagine any defensive end ever returning kicks uh, for a high school team. Listen, this kid's fast, great first step, um, and it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better uh, for him as well. So right now... Who else is out there for defensive line commits? We have David Hicks. He is a top five kid in the country. There's no decision date for him. Terrence Green will be announcing on July 30th at the end of this month. We also have Amari Washington. And then Jalen Thompson out of Detroit, but he did not take his official visit to Michigan State at the end of the month like a lot of people thought he would. So I don't know if MSU is still on the table there, but regardless, things are shaping up okay for defensive line. Let's go to the offensive line. Let's go to Friday's fun news as Cole Dellinger out of Clarkston, Michigan. He picks our Spartans over Purdue and LSU. And the LSU portion of that's very fun because, yeah, not only is LSU a very good team, uh, they have uh, Brian Kelly down there and his family. 
He brought his family down to LSU to go coach there. And yeah, that causes, you know, shockwaves too throughout the college football world. But Cole Dellinger's older brother, Garrett Dellinger, plays for the Tigers right now. So you would maybe think that, okay, he's just going to follow his brother down to Baton Rouge. How could that be a bad decision? Well, it's not the decision he made because he made the even better decision of coming to East Lansing, playing for Coach Cat, playing for Mel Tucker, and joining MSU's 2023 class as another four-star on this offensive line. Overall, let's go through the 24-7 numbers. He is rated as the number 331st player overall in the country. For interior offensive linemen, he's rated 16, so we have a top 20 interior offensive lineman. And in the great state of Michigan, the number five ranked player overall in the state. He joins four-star Clay Whedon out of Florida. He joins three-star Jonathan Slack out of Detroit. And right there, you have three great offensive line prospects. Uh, this is this is fantastic. I'm having a great time right now. So yes, this is sweet. This is awesome. So we got two solid four-star commits. Back-to-back days, Thursday, Friday. I'm going to slam the brakes. I'm going to slam the brakes right now, really quick. I don't want to harp on this too much because, hey, we're trying to start our week on a good note, but there's some other recruiting news that we have to get to, and I talked about it. People have talked about it, uh, tweeted about it, however you want to describe it, but it was long understood that, uh, you remember Elliot Washington? We talked about him a little bit. He was committed to Alabama, borderline top 100 player in the country. He's a safety he decommits from Alabama, and a lot of smoke is around him coming to Michigan State. He he visits. He, he does everything that you'd want the kid to do, and all systems were go for Elliott Washington committed to Michigan State. And in the fun, fickle world of recruiting, uh, he, out of nowhere, commits to Penn State. And I, like this baffled even like the best recruiting experts that I know. And even like some staff members were very blindsided by this, so... Let's focus on the two four-stars that Michigan State got, one Thursday, one Friday. Also, Jalen Braxton committed to Arkansas. He was that cornerback out of Texas that was committed to Michigan State for roughly the same amount of time that it takes you to cook a pot of mac and cheese. Committed for about 12 minutes there, um, if you really want to slow cook it. But, yeah, he committed to Arkansas. But, hey. Everyone, don't look there. Everyone, look over here. Uh, Let's look at the four stars that MSU got Thursday and Friday. But, uh, yeah, so I just had to bring that up because, come on, it's locked on Spartans. Of course, we talk about the fun news, but we also, you know, talked about the news that hmm, we were kind of hoping was going to hit but didn't hit and all that fun stuff. And speaking of fun, we got a nice mailbag for you coming up in a hot second. But I just got to talk your ear off really quick about a new sponsor. That's right. But you already know who it is. It's LinkedIn. You know about LinkedIn. You're probably on LinkedIn. A lot of people are on LinkedIn. And as the sun some, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs is making it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. And if it's free, it's for me. Uh, or if it's free, I'll take three. Uh, create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. 810 million people. That's a lot of people. Then add your job 
and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you, yes, you are hiring so your network can help find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize prioritize, if I can talk correctly, who you would like to interview and hire. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one. That's right. Mm -mm. Not number three, not number two. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions oh boy howdy they apply and before cracking open our mailbag hey thank you so much for making locked on spartans your first listen every single day mash that subscribe button leave a comment review it do whatever you got to do or don't you're your own person i'm here for you i want you to be happy so whatever makes you happy go for it um let's get into the mailbag here LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com or reach out to me at Twitter, uh, Sheehan underscore sports. And our guy Craig reaches out with a good question here because there's been a lot of hubbub about USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. So quite simply, his first sentence is, my question is, why is it such a big deal to add USC and UCLA? But he does not stop there. No, Craig keeps going on and adds a little more context to his question. Historically, they are good programs, but let's be honest, in the last decade, they have done, have they done anything meaningful outside of the UCLA run in the tournament in 2020? Yeah, that's what year it was. Yeah, that's right. Since 2010, USC has hit double-digit win marks four times in 12 seasons. Yikes. And at basketball, they just aren't that good. Since 2010, UCLA has hit double-digit wins two times in 12 seasons. Great job, Chip Kelly. Uh, and in basketball, they have been fairly good even making that Final Four run uh, two seasons ago. So is it something to really get that excited over, or is it so the money and recruiting purposes for the teams here in the Midwest? Let's break that down. That is a great question because there is a lot, a lot of people excited about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on that fence. I'm pretty excited about it. Do I love seeing this big change in college football? No. But let's get to that answer right now. This is why I'm kind of excited about it. it. It's it's a few reasons. It's a few reasons. And one, let's just start with perception right now. Let's just start with the whole perception of the Big Ten. It's the two biggest brand names you can get out of the Pac-12. And even though there is no success worth writing home about in the last decade, like Craig points out, except that UCLA Final Four run, you know, let's not knock that. They've run that. That's good. But beyond that, what have you done? Like, what, what, what have you done? Well, this is what you've done even before that. Is that at this point, these are two old money brands right here. You know, you got your new money teams. Yeah, hey, Michigan State could be, you know, talked about as a new money team. That's a different debate for a different time. But look, it's kind of like Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. And it, it, different in the way that Oklahoma has made the college football playoff, whatever, but more so for the Texas point of view. Since Vin, Vince Young was running wild in Pasadena, what has Texas done? Jack diddly earn. But yet they're still one of the biggest brand names, if not the biggest, in college football. This is what USC and UCLA were to the Pac-12. And this is also what is the big deal here, is that 
getting those two teams from the Pac-12 represents a seismic, seismic shift in college sports. But best of all for us Big Ten fans, best of us for uh, us Michigan State fans, we're part of a conference that got them. You know, we're, we are we are not a fan of a well Pac-12 team. We're not. Let's just say we're, we're on State fans or something like that, or Arizona Wildcat fans. We're just watching our conference just get pillaged. Like that. That's not good. No, it's it's a big deal for us fans of Big Ten teams because okay, we're a conference that's going to stick around. We are going to be one of the big boys here when or if, most likely when, this goes to a mega conference sort of thing where, you know, you have the SEC, you have the Big Ten, and then whatever happens elsewhere, the ACC and Pac-12 joining an alliance, uh, the Big 12, ballooning up to 36 teams. I don't know what's going to happen, but all I do know is that the Big Ten is in a very healthy place, and this is a move that kind of signifies that as well. Another reason this is big, and Craig alluded to this as well, is like, yeah, not a lot has happened recently for these teams like especially USC basketball like okay Andy Enfield he has USC spicy on the court at times but not really uh UCLA obviously a story storied tradition in basketball recent good teams as well but also I like it from the future aspects too because I'm one of I think I think a lot of people share this opinion as well I think Lincoln Riley will have USC running like a Ferrari soon. Um, I think recruiting will pick up there. It, it already has picked up. I mean, it, it's already great. As good as us MSU fans are feeling about our recruiting, USC fans can feel even better about theirs. And also, they got great building blocks too. Quarterback Caleb Williams. Okay, Pitt receiver transfer Jordan Addison. They also got uh, running back Travis Dye out of the portal, who pretty much led Oregon's offense in everything last year. So, yeah, Lincoln Riley's going to hit the ground running with those three transfers, propelling their offense forward, and I don't think it slows down anytime soon. Um, UCLA football, I, I, got, I got nothing to say there. Um, I, I feel like, uh, you know what, here, I'll give you this. Um, for Big Ten fans, I, I, think it's, uh, I think we're all more obsessed with their stadium that they play in than the actual team itself. And, of course, they play their home games at the Rose Bowl, so that's that's pretty cool for, like, MSU fans like us. And, uh, every once in a while, we get to play in the Rose Bowl again. Ooh, look at us go. But in closing, this is the uh, TLDR, the uh, Too Long Didn't Read answer, is it, it's a conference victory, so to speak. And you're not that conference that's, you know, losing teams or a conference that's just kind of sitting around on their hands doing nothing. I mean, you – are a fan of a team in a conference that is being active, that understands it is inevitable that college sports is changing and you are changing for the better as a conference. You're getting two good brand names. And also, uh, football could be fun. Football could be fun. And, hey, let's if, if you are fortunate enough to be a traveling fan sometimes, I can name a lot of worse road trip destinations than sunny Southern California, especially like in the fall when it starts to get absolutely positively miserable up here. So yeah, that's that's kind of why I think it's a big deal. Um, of course, you got the whole oh, they're great academic schools, their research is great, but I don't care about that. Please, come on. school. You want me to care about school? I, no, I graduated years ago, and I'm never looking back. I, care what kind of research they're doing down in whatever Berkeley. I, I don't even know what city they're in. I, I said Berkeley. That That's nice. That lets you know how tuned in I am to the academics down in Southern California. Uh, so 
Another question here. Uh, this is a quick one we'll get to. This is from the best Twitter account of all time, Chief of Michigan State Propaganda. That's right. He is Odell Bretham Jr. He simply asks, when does football season officially start in your mind? Um, and some people responded to him saying that it, there's never an off day. And I, I like that answer. I like that answer. But officially, my answer, when does college football season officially start? For me, it's like August 1st. And this is a great time for me to plug the podcast that, hey, we're uh, coming back to five days a week in August. That's right. But no, like on a serious note, like that's when your fall camp starts. This is where all like the previews start coming out, which you can find here on Lockdown Spartans. But it's that's where you start to get the excitement is that August is here. And you can say, too, when August 1st hits that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we got college football this month. Those week zero games are only four weeks away. Ah. I'm already getting excited right now. I'm already getting excited right now, but nope, I got to keep the line in the cage. I got to keep the line in the cage. I just got to wait until August 1st. Fall camp right around the corner once August 1st hits. I believe it starts August 7th this year for Michigan State. Regardless, August. I'm going to try to hold my excitement for August. I'm going to do a horrible job at holding that excitement, but yeah, here we are. Um, we got more mailbag questions because, well, you guys are just the best people of all time and you deliver Incredible questions every single time. I come crawling and begging on my knees for them. So thank you so much. But first, I got to talk your ear off about betonline.net. Woo! Uh, British Open this week. That's right. Go find all the lines and props at betonline.net. And if you want to, you know, I shouldn't say, no, hold on. Let me knock on wood. If you want to make a probably a good investment, maybe, who's to say, uh, Shane Lowry, 22 to 1 odds, uh, is perhaps a wager I might be placing on betonline.net. So, hey, come come join or don't. It's entirely up to you. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season. That's right, because, uh, hey, our Tigers are kind of somewhat white hot right now. Go ahead and uh, you know ride their coattails until... That inevitably flames out. Uh, bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season because BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports events, including MMA. Let's get some boxing in the mix. And like I said, golf gang. That's right. We are in full swing. That's a pun in the golf season. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action. That's right. That is at Bet Online where the game starts. And let's start this final segment of our show with a question from Austin R. And let's keep talking about expansion. He asks, when slash if the Big Ten expands next, which schools would be uh, most beneficial to add from the MSU perspective? How many schools do you want to see end up in our conference? Second part of that question really quick. How many schools would I want to see end up in our conference? I, I hate, I'm not a big change guy. I hate change. I, I, I'd be fine going back to 11. That's, that's what I knew my whole life is just the 11 teams, uh, Penn State being the last team that got added. But I suppose I can live in reality and understand that things are growing and I got nothing to do about it when it comes to controlling them. So let's just go up to 20. Let's, let's just go for it. If we're going to do the whole mega conference thing, 20 is a, a fine, easy number. Um, you can do the whole four pods thing. Uh, we talked about scheduling ideas in a few prior episodes. I won't rehash that, but 20 teams. And let, let's talk about four teams I would want to add on top of USC, on top of UCLA. And I'm going to statement the most obvious one right now, Notre Dame. 
I, Notre Dame, they, they bring it all. The, the prestige, the, the history, the tradition, the football, the, well, also from Michigan State's point of view, the, the rivalry and also the regionality of it as well. Let's get that matchup rehashed. Let's go. Let's stoke those flames, bring that phoenix out of the ashes, and uh, let's let's have an annual hootenanny with our Irish brethren down there. So that'd be fun. Other than that, you might as well just keep on going out west, right? Keep on making this a national conference. I think two teams out of the Pac-12 that makes sense. You know, Oregon's up there. You know, I, I talked about USC and UCLA being old money teams. Oregon, you know, one of the sexier new money teams in college sports. And then also Stanford as well. You know, that, that, that's your prestige right there. That, that's your tradition. That's your great academics. That's your cup of tea. And also every um, Haley's Comet cycle, they're decent in football. Um, I, I don't know what happened to Stanford football ever since uh, – Kyler Ellsworth stopped them short on fourth and one, but not not my issue uh, until they join our conference, maybe. Who's to say? And then the fourth team, um, this makes no sense whatsoever, but Arizona State. Arizona State. Um, I think they're a great compliment to us Michigan State fans. They like to party. Uh, I was very fortunate to go to uh, Tempe when Michigan State played there. I won't talk about the actual game, but, whoa, what a fun time that was, and I would love to add that road trip even more in the future maybe like not 15 degrees off the temperature at kickoff, but we'll hash that out later um, when the Sun Devils get added here in a hot second. Uh, this next question. Now, th- these are the really hard-hitting questions right here. Uh, this is from Upper Decker Jerk Guy. Why do you wear a baseball cap backwards? And I'm reading this as I'm wearing my hat forward, uh, which is odd. I like to mix it up, you know. But why do I wear my hat backwards sometimes? For two reasons. One, I have to wear a hat. Uh, otherwise I'm going to get roasted, uh, by people online about my hairline that has been the same since I've been 16 years old, but regardless, uh, a bad look, it's as scaled back as it could possibly be. It's as scaled back as, uh, someone that has watched Michigan state their whole lives and lived through the John L. Smith era, the Bobby Williams era. And well, listen, the 2015 season, well, it was good. Lost a few years off my life. Lost a lot of hair follicles off that. So, yeah, I got to wear a hat or otherwise I'm just going to get incinerated. Now, why do I wear it backwards sometimes? It's simple. I I suffer daily through a quarter-life crisis, and I just want to feel cool like the young kids. So why not throw that hat backwards? So that, that's my answer for that question. Uh, another hard-hitting question right here. This is from Doug. Will you ever join Team Topo Chico? Now, Topo Chico, that is a seltzer. You know what, Doug? I'll have you know this. Actually had one earlier this week. That's right. That is right. I saw one, stumbled across, and I was like, you know what? I've seen people losing their GD minds over this seltzer. Cracked one open, had a sip. I believe it was the strawberry something flavor. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, it's fine. It's cool. It's nice. It's good. Maybe I just don't have a good palate because to me, like almost all seltzer tastes the same. I know that. I'm certainly going to get dragged for that opinion right there, but yeah, it was, it was fine. I, I think I'm still going to go with my white claw though. I, I, you know, the, the, the truly iced teas, if you will. I, uh, even the natty seltzer goes kind of hard. Don't, don't tell like people I've said that out loud, but yeah, the natty seltzer, n- not bad at all. And, uh, yeah, so I can, Oh, well, no, sorry, okay. If, if I could actually win some respect back, uh, odd side, that's, that's a brewery up here in Michigan. Odd side, 
best seltzers of all time. So Tapa Chico, it's fine. It's cool. Gets the job done. Uh, I, I had an okay time. And then, um, you know, last question we're going to get to here. And uh, this, this gentleman's handle is so outrageous that I can't actually say it out loud, but just have, I'll let you know that this is the guy who broke the Mel Tucker being hired to Michigan state news. That That's how I will introduce him right there. And I think he'll be very delighted with that. But how does one survive after finding out they're officially at the point where their hangovers last multiple days? Okay. This is this this hits home. This hits home, and this is a very good question. So, it's great You're in your early twenties, fresh out of graduating from Michigan State or wherever you did graduate. Maybe you didn't even go to school anywhere, but regardless, early twenties, probably in your peak of drinking. You know, if if you went to Michigan State, you did it for probably four days a week. Um, is it alcoholism? Eh, maybe. Is it just being a student? Yeah, let's call it that. Regardless, you are at your peak drinking form. And then as the years start going on in your 20s, uh-oh, these hangovers are starting to linger here a little bit. And this started happening to me too, very recently. So what you want to do, and I, I'm going to sound like a father talking to you because this is some age-old advice, but you got to hydrate. You got to hydrate. And I'm not talking like a glass of water, like before you go out, like no, like days ahead. That is the key. That is the key for days in advance to just build up to your day of partying or drinking. Like you are a Olympian or a marathon runner, carboload, hydrate. I had a great friend that I worked with. His name's John. Awesome guy. He had a group of friends that had something called the fear. And I subscribe to the fear. I actually have the fear for my buddy Dave's wedding coming up in two weeks. Now, what is the fear? It's when you know you have this event that you are going to rage at, that you you won't be able to contain yourself. You will be having some adult beverages. But that fear is the anxiety that you feel a few days, a few weeks, if not a few months before that event, because you know that anything can happen that night. But even worse, the hangover the next day is going to make you feel like a piece of garbage. But that also works to help you. You got to channel that fear into productivity of taking care of yourself beforehand, throwing down as much water as possible, Gatorade, food, having a support system. Let people know that you're going crazy. It's just, just, just so they have your back. And also, also here is the, like a really good key. You have to make sure you have food back at your house too. You have to make sure you have food back at your house. Let's say you're in the Uber. You're like, Hey, can you pull over that Taco Bell? That Uber could say no. Or that Taco Bell could be closed. That McDonald's could be shut down and you didn't even know it. you got to have food at your disposal. So, yes, that, that that's it right there. It's all basic stuff, but I, I cannot explain how early now you have to prep for these days. I, by next week, I will be starting my September 2nd prep for MSU versus Broncos. Let that be known because I don't want to wake up crying September 3rd. And uh, if I don't start preparing now... Very well, be the case. Thank you so much for uh, if you guys listen to all those questions. I first of all, just thank you so much right there. But no, I really cannot think as I almost wow, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw me almost just fall completely over, um, for no good reason whatsoever. Hadn't been drinking tonight, I'm just standing straight up and I almost just fell down. So, this is the athletic specimen that you get when you tune into Locked on Spartans. That's right, your host, Matt Sheehan. Thank you so much for joining me, starting your week with us. Please rate. Please review, please subscribe, please comment, do whatever you want. Make yourself happy. Just make sure that you start your week on a hot note. We will be back tomorrow. More mailbag questions or 
if any MSU news breaks, we'll do that. And then later this week, we're close to 50 days to kickoff. So we're going to do 50 things to get excited about the season. That's right. It's going to be awesome. Keep it tuned here. Locked on Spartans, your team, every single day. Love you all. Let's have a great week. Go Green Bay.